You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, a tragic love story is one of the most common tales in most cultures, perhaps existing in our Jungian collective unconscious. Today I'll talk about one of the most important works of Kurdish literature that is even more tragic than Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. The love epic of Mem and Zin is based on true story and had existed in oral form for centuries before Ahmad Khani wrote it down in 1692. The author Ahmad Khani was born in 1650 and died in 1707. So he was contemporary of writers like Daniel Defoe, the author of Robinson Crusoe, or the French writer Moliere, the author of The Misanthrope. Today, Memin Zin is well known among the Kurdish people. The Kurds are an ethnic group of about 40 million people who predominantly live in four countries, Turkey, Iran, Iraq, and Syria, but also in Germany. The Kurds are one of the largest ethnic groups in the world without a country of their own. Kurdish languages belong to the Indo-European language family and is close to Persian. This story has many references to Ferdowsi Shahnama, the Persian epic, which I have discussed here. In fact, the main inciting incident of the drunken mix-up in this poem happens during Nowruz holiday, which is also celebrated by Persian speakers. Here I'll summarize the story, discuss its main themes and philosophical ideas, and compare it to other epics that I've discussed on this channel. And finally, has this story somehow relates to the plights of the Kurds? But first, what is the story? Summary the narrator begins the story with the praise of God and the prophet, but then he asks for a glass of wine. Then he goes on to describe the Kurds as fierce and proud people who live around the Zagros mountains. But he also laments the plight of the Kurds who at the time of writing in the 17th century were sandwiched between the Ottoman Turks to the west and the Arabs to the south and the Safavid Persians to the east and the Christians to the north. The main story centers on a young couple, a beautiful girl called Zin and a handsome boy called Mem. Just like most love epic stories from around the world, Zen and Mim come from different tribes. Evolutionary biology promotes outbreeding, so our human genes remain healthy and strong. So forbidden love is a manifestation of our biological mating urge. So in most love poems, members of the opposing tribes fall in love. Again, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, as an example, is a very common tale throughout the world. Mem belongs to the Alan tribe, while Zen belongs to the Botan tribe, ruled by her brother, the Prince of Botan. Zen is so beautiful that the author describes her thus, quote, the eyebrow as the curve of the orbit bow, 
the eyelash exactly as a straight arrow. During Nuru's holiday on March 21st, which is also the spring equinox, Zen and Min fall in love with each other while heavily intoxicated. Zen has a sister, Siti, who also happens to fall in love with Mim's best friend, Tajdin. So we have two couples here. Two sisters fall in love with two best friends. But they're all too drunk to get each other's Instagram. Joking aside, they go home without being conscious who the other person really is. The next day after the hangover, all four are afflicted with a kind of romantic illness. What's more interesting, they all find themselves with the ring belonging to the opposite gender. It's like you are too drunk and leave the pub wearing someone else's jacket or hat. I should also point out that the two girls, Zen and Siti, had dressed up as men to participate in men's games, so taking the wrong ring somewhat makes sense. In a romantic sense, the right rings belong to the right person whom they fall in love with. It's like an accidental bump in Hollywood movies or accidentally taking an item that belongs to a beautiful person who you later fall in love with. It is fate or written in stars so to speak. In this case, it is the rings. The girls madly in love with the boys but they have no clue who the boys are and how to find them. So they task their grandma to do the detective work of finding the boys. The old lady starts her detective work by going to the most trusted source of information for grannies, a fortune teller. As it turns out, the fortune teller, instead of using magic, uses a bit of logic, telling the grandma to search for those who are a little ill or feverish, which is a sign that they are in love. Luckily, this story didn't take place during the plague. The grandma disguises herself as a doctor to find the two boys and she manages to track them down and reunite the two young boys with the girls. Now all the chips fall into the right places. They look at their rings and now they know which boy belongs to which girl and vice versa. It's a time for celebration. The Kurds are known to go wild with dance and music. The first wedding is for the supporting couple Tajdin and Siti and everyone celebrates their union. But before we get to the main course, Zin and Mem's wedding, the main plot of the story, we have a problem. As it turns out, Zin's brother, the ruler of Botan, has a doorkeeper named Becker. You know this story is old when the doorkeeper can influence the president. Perhaps in those days, the doorkeeper also acted as an advisor because the most trusted men were hired as doorkeepers and bodyguards. The doorkeeper Bekir hates Mem and doesn't want him to marry Zen. So he plots against Mem by telling the prince that Mem is after his throne. This terrifies the prince. Damn, he gets my sister and my throne? The prince is a naive man who is easily influenced by his doorkeeper. So he stops the wedding and orders that Mem and Zen are separated. The separation sends the two lovers into madness. Their sorrow is so immense that they start talking to insects, rivers, wind and candles. Human sadness is so deep that other humans cannot understand it and the only way to cope with the suffering is to talk to animals or objects. But one day when the prince goes out hunting, the couple accidentally meet again in a garden. But they are shocked and speechless. This scene reminded me of one of the most beautiful scenes in the epic of Mehmet My Hawk by Yashar Kemal, the Turkish author. I think this Mehmet might have something to do with Mem in this epic, since Kemal himself was a Turkish Kurt 
and Mehmet My Hawk, which is one of my favorite novels of all time, the couple meet for a moment inside a prison, but they're so tongue-tied they cannot even say a word to each other. And Mem and Zin's love story, however, the couple manage to gain the control of their tongues so they can talk their heart out. Only they can comprehend the pain of their separation. Unfortunately, their meeting is cut short. When the prince returns from hunting, he's furious. It's important to note that the prince has two advisors. One is the doorkeeper Becker, who despises Mem, and the other advisor is Tajdin, who is Mem's best friend. So the prince listens to both advisors who gave contradicting information. Becker says Mem is a terrible person, while Tajdin says Mem is a great person, and reassures him that Mem and Zin's meeting was a total coincidence, and he has no plan to take his throne. The prince is confused and he decides to play a game of chess with Mem to find out who he really is. It's a great trick in order to understand if someone is your friend or enemy, play chess with them and soon you will find out. During the game, Mem is distracted. The prince defeats him fairly and squarely, not once or twice but six times. Why? Mem has not been paying attention to his pieces, knights or king, but he's been watching his queen all the time. I mean the beautiful Zen who's been hiding behind the window. The prince confronts Mem. Here Mem confesses his love for Zen. This revelation makes the prince furious. Their love was forbidden. So Mem is sent to jail immediately. Tajin tries to free him, but his effort is futile as Becker, the prince's doorkeeper, foils the plot. It's interesting to point out that Becker is described as an atheist here, so his terrible behavior has something to do with the lack of religious conviction, perhaps alluding to the Kurdish tribes' clashes with the Christian Armenians at the time. Now that Mem is securely kept in jail, Becker plots to finish him. As a villain, Becker is typically very smart and calculating. His plan is a good one. He allows Zen to visit Mem in prison because Mem is so weak that as soon as he sees Zen, he would die. The plan works. Seeing the beautiful Zen in flesh is too much to take. The scene of Zen in Mem's dead corpse is incredibly moving. Later, Tajdin, just like Homer's Achilles, avenges his friend's death by killing his enemy, Becker. Soon after the funeral, Zin is so exhausted that she dies of grief. She requests that Becker, the enemy, is buried next to her and Mem so that he remains the witness to their love for eternity, as a kind of revenge for what he has done. But as fate would have it, even in the grave, because of Becker, the couple remains separated. Becker was so cruel that in his grave, a thorn bush grows and its roots penetrate deep underground to separate Mem and Zin forever. You couldn't have a more tragic love story than this. Even in death, the couple cannot be together. Such is the cruelty of Becker. Themes Mem and Zin has three philosophical themes that are important in the story, reason, faith and passion. But each is referenced to different peoples. Reason to the Greeks, faith to Islam and passion to the Persians. For example, there are several places where Greek philosophers like Plato and Aristotle are mentioned to describe an idea or a person acting rationally to achieve a goal. For example, the grandma who facilitates the lovers to meet pretends to be a doctor and makes some fake medicine to look convincing. So medicine and doctors were associated with the Greeks. 
Back here, the antagonist also uses reason to convince and manipulate the prince. So rationality associated with the West, mainly the Greeks, has the negative connotation of deceit and camouflage. Islamic references, however, are more about faith in God or asking the authorities to help the helpless or accepting one's unfortunate fate. Also, the idea that this world is for the infidels and the afterlife is for the true believers. So, the Islamic references are for guidance to find the correct path or asking for forgiveness in case of mistakes. So, the authority, be it religious or political, is the main reference when it comes to Islam. The Persian references are, however, there to show the romantic passion of the characters. Wine is an important element here too, as all four characters are drunk during Persian New Year, Noros, which kindles their romance in the first place. In fact, the tone of the narrator of this story is similar to the poetry of Hafiz, the Persian poet, always asking for someone to pour a glass of wine before telling the story. In one particular scene, in order to save the romance of his friend, Tajdin sets his own house on fire. In Mehmet My Hawk, too, a crucial scene is a house fire and later a whole field is set on fire. In Zoroastrianism, fire is a sacred way to cleanse the world of evil. Symbolism Men are like lions and women are like gazelles. Courting a woman is like hunting gazelles. When the two boys fall in love with the girls, the girls are actually wrestling with boys and destroying them. So not only the girls are beautiful, they are also fiercely powerful too. There are also some supernatural elements in the story. In fact, the true love is seen as a divine power, as if it can revive a dead man's soul. Zin's presence allows Mem to see her beside him for a few moments even after he has died. This divine love is a major theme in the works by the Persian romantic poet Nizami in his tales such as Lailite Majnun or Seven Beauties. Compared to other epic poems, Mem and Zin reads very much like the Finnish epic poem The Kalevala in terms of its musicality. However, the story resembles most closely with the Cambodian love epic Tum Tiv, especially through the crucial involvement of the king or the authority figure. In terms of literary influence, Fyodosi's Shahnama comes closest, which Ahmad Hani must have read. Rustam, the main protagonist of Shahnama, is referenced many times. I should point out that the Kurdish have their own Shahnama, which is different from Fyodosi's Shahnama. So it's likely that this book was influenced by the Kurdish Shahnama not that of Ferdowsi. At times it also reminded me of the Georgian epic The Knight and Panther's Skin by Shota Rastavili, which also had two couples, also centered on a strong male friendship. However, the Georgian epic has a happy ending. Reading Experience Similar to the Finnish epic The Kalevala which I reviewed here a while back, Mem and Zin's verses are very musical, suggesting that it was sang by singers for generations before it was written in a book form. In fact, there are many versions of Mem and Zin throughout the Kurdish regions. The Kurds are known for their music so that this tale has a distinct musicality to it. Just to give an example, I'll read a part in which the authors describe Zen, the main female protagonist, and comparing her to her sister. Although both were like the spirits, they were in beauty as twins. Though city was quite tender, yet Zin resembled a huri. Though city looked at a star in sight, yet Zin beside her was the moon so bright. Though city looked as the moon, Zin was warm as the sun. The two were like two lanterns as they walked through orchards and gardens. Here's another scene during a celebration when everyone is having fun. 
A hundred of handsome and high-statured youth wearing pure silk and fine wool cloth. Five hundred boys and girls and youth, that many of old and elderly, all kinds of males and females, some naked, some dressed, some high and great, some low and small, some barefooted, some bareheaded, feet battling and heads like bells, some were drunk, some yet tipsy, some breathless and some still comfy, some conversing, some dumbfounded, some wandering, some bewildered, some were wailing and some were calling, some free from the yoke of feeling, each one in a position changed, each one heart bleeding, alienated. Both were for a while perplexed, both were in a sea of thought drowned. Final thoughts. The 2008 translation by the Kurdish writer Salah Sadala is a very literal translation, therefore it's easy to read. The beginning is a bit slowed and towards the end it becomes more about the narrator, but the middle portion that tells the main story is gripping. It's like a sandwich or hamburger. Once you remove the bread from top and bottom, it's delicious in the middle. The central element in the story is fatalism and how a backstabber can ruin things for eternity. There might be some connection between this unfortunate story and the fate of the Kurdish people remain separated behind borders in four separate countries. Mem and Zen are forever separated in life and later in death by the cruelty of a villain, Becker. The Kurds are one of the largest ethnic groups separated without a country to their own name. Zen forgiving Becker is an immensely generous act which ironically further ruins her reunification with Mem and death. In a way, goodness is not rewarded here, but it is somehow healing because the misfortune, the worst kind, is also comforting for those alive. That's what stories do. They heal us. Fiction comforts us when we are distressed. While novels comfort an individual, epics comfort a community, nation, and even civilization. My question to you, if you're Kurdish, have you read this? Did you know the story before? For the non-Kurdish audience, have you read a similar story from your own culture? And why do tragic stories tend to have a longer shelf life? Thank you for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.